Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What? Are you going to talk first? No, I want to hear it all. That's right. Waiting for the pop. Hello and welcome everybody to the After Buzz podcast. My name is Nico Adjimian, your host of the podcast. And of course with me, Buzz Adams. Hello, Nico. Hello, Buzzly. How do you do? <laughs> Very well, thank you. You do well? Yeah. You excited? Well, yeah. I want to find out what today's topic is. I never know. I'm always in the dark, as I feel Oftentimes, sometimes you are as well. We both don't know yeah. until <laughs> I sit down. All right, today's topic is going to be five experiments conducted by scientists that could have destroyed the world. Oh, my goodness. But didn't. Now, I guess some of the risks paid off <laughs> for science, but at the same time, some of these ex- experiments are incredibly... Uh, you need the bell? Yeah, the bell. <laughs> is that what that Incredibly means? dangerous. Yeah, well, that's what I my hand could, signal was. I think I could make a guess at a couple of the the <clears throat> better known ones. Are are these the ones that are on the list, though? Because um, I just saw Oppenheimer this summer. So okay, yeah. That. I mean, that's definitely <laughs> they they have a, a related couple of scenes to about it. that. That when they were testing the atomic bomb for the first time, there was a possibility. It could, and I forget what they, they said in the movie. I think they said ignite the atmosphere or destroy the world. Correct. Number five, the Trinity test. In July 1945, the Americans detonated the first ever nuclear device in Los Alamos, New Mexico, as part of the Manhattan Project, which you may have seen in Oppenheimer. According to History.com, the bomb exploded with the power of 21,000 tons of TNT. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Not one stick of TNT. But 21,000 tons tons of TNT. TNT. So it's not hard to see why they would have been con- you know, concerned about it. But uh, it turns out that they did some more calculations, like the, the chances of the atmosphere being able to, to be uh, lit on fire. Is that what they were seriously possibly concerned about? That you could ionize the atmosphere. So you could... You- okay. In the movie, they portrayed it as they figured it out that it was a, a an acceptable risk. The I, odds were low enough that they went ahead with the it. The actual calculations, the, the odds are less than a percent of a percent. Remember there was a, again, I'm going back to the summer blockbuster Oppenheimer. There was a discussion where it's like, well, what should we do? Uh, we need to stop our uh, research and share what we've learned with the Nazis. Do you remember? I didn't see the movie. Let, you didn't see Oppenheimer? Not yet. No. Oh. But I know that 
uh, so basically, like we've got the to tell the Nazis to quit doing doing the same research because we're afraid it could destroy the Earth. The scientists that were on both teams all developed n- uh, nuclear uh, chemistry and physics together. So it's kind of sad that they were split into these teams and they basically had to to fight their friends. Atoms weren't the only thing that got split. <laughs> Number four. The Large Hadron Collider. <clears throat> it's a particle accelerator. Is this CERN that we're talking about? Well, CERN is the research organization, not necessarily the device. The device is... is at CERN, though, right? It is at CERN, and it's called the Large Hadron Collider. It's a particle collider located near Geneva, Switzerland, built by CERN. Uh, it's, by the way... If it's that, multiple miles long, by the way. I don't know. That's spelled C-E-R-N, and NICO, as everyone knows, that stands for... The European Organization for Nuclear Research. Well, they messed that all up then. It's in a different language. I see. When it was first built, some people worry that it could create a black hole that could grow larger than the Earth and consume it. This led to alarming discussions and headlines, but there is no actual reason to fear a black hole. All right. All right. There was some talk about it uh, opening a portal to another dimension. Yeah, no. I mean, if that that basically it highlights the lack of understanding of what a particle accelerator does. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you even uh, guess at what it does? It shoots a particle around and around in a loop and gets it going really fast, and that is valuable to science in some way. But yes. In the most general of <laughs> descriptions, as specific you're, as I'm prepared wrong. to get. So, they say that matter should never be able to go the speed of light. Once you send matter and make it go fast enough to the speed of light, it transforms into energy. That's the whole E equals mc squared uh, calculation. So, a particle going near the speed of light will crash into another particle going near the speed of light in opposite directions, and they will create this explosion, tiny explosion, but still nonetheless captured by uh, thousands of uh, detect. they call them detectors, and they try and trace the constituents of the the crash. It's basically getting two car together, crashing them at super high speeds, and then trying to figure out what the car was made of by looking at all the parts that come flying off. But the cars are microscopic. Yeah, but the cars are microscopic. So it's trying to understand what it's all made of. Anyways. Yeah, I remember a lot of people were freaked out. That wasn't all that many years ago either. The Large Hadron Collider test. Uh, The first, yeah, when it was, I mean, this has been in the works for being built for Yeah, 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 but when they finally were going to switch it on. Yeah, yeah, it was big, big deal. All right, number three. SETI. Do you know what that stands for, Buzz? Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. That's correct. Thank you very much, Miss Jody Foster. Contact. contact. <laughs> well, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence groups together multiple activities and organizations searching for life outside our planet. It's not just one individual place. But when it first began, nobody knew what would come of trying to make contact with aliens. Yeah, what if they had gotten back to us the next day? People believed <laughs> that if there was life out there, it would just be alerting them to our presence, and maybe we shouldn't do that. I think that is an ongoing conversation. Like, let's leave them out of it. Stephen Hawking, uh, before he passed away, said, you know, we might 
get on somebody's radar whose radar we should not be on. Right. I don't know. Number two. Starfish Prime. Oh, man. That sounds like uh, either, okay, it could be a gay porn video. That could be straight porn, too. A a Suicide Squad sequel. (laughs) That's Star O, okay? Star O. Oh, that's not Starfish Prime? No. Oh, also new interesting... uh, thing that I just found out about starfish, new research. This is actually real. This is separate. This is just something I just read about. Uh, starfish, right? Mm. You uh, you think about it, and does it have a head? Does a starfish have a head? Yes. Um, probably its torso doubles up as its head. I don't know. Right? Turns out the whole thing is head. It doesn't have arms or legs. The legs are also part of its head. They're not its arms or legs. It's, it's just, just part head. of its head. It's a floating head. It's a floating head. And the head can grasp onto things <laughs> and suck and suck on them. Wow. Right? Are you pulling my leg? I swear to God, look it up right no, now. You, no, you can no, Google okay. starfish head. All right. Anyway, starfish prime. In 1962, during the Cold War, the United States detonated a nuclear bomb above the Pacific Ocean as part of a series of high-altitude tests. It exploded with the force of 1.45 megatons, approximately a hundred times more than the Hiroshima bomb. Okay. Um, nobody quite knew what the effects of a bomb in the Earth's atmosphere, and specifically we have a part of it called the magnetosphere. It's our uh, magnetic... That's where the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants live. <laughs> right? It's our magnetic field that protects the Earth from, like, radiation. Oh, the magnetic fields. What happened to those guys? I haven't heard them since the 2000s. There's a band called the magnetic field. It's the layer of charged particles that protects us from solar winds. The detonation had major impacts, such as creating a radiation belt around our planet. Wait, wait, wait. Right? Oh, now I got your attention. You were just thinking of jokes, but I got your attention. I I was just thinking, maybe we should make it, like, you try and present a serious presentation, and I try and disrail it. What are you talking about? That is the after buzz. Okay. All right. Um, So, anyway, Starfish Prime. Dude, they they were like, let's have this awesome bomb. Let's see what it's like to explode it in the air, like really high up. Well, I don't think they had quite that kind of a frat boy attitude like you're portraying. It was curiosity. It was totally like, "Mm, let's do it up in the air. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So what could have happened? No, what did happen was a layer, a ring of radiation just sat above the earth for five years. Do you know they... Speaking, can I bring up something? It's just, lucky, also... it's just lucky at the time that you didn't have like high altitude uh, travel or commercial travel at the time. This was in the fifties. It would give them radiation 60s. poison. Yes, absolutely. Wait, they did have air. They had air travel. It wasn't as high. Right. It was only about twenty thousand feet. Um, so, and it damaged a lot of satellites in low Earth orbit. Hmm. Interesting. Scary. Well, like you know. Uh, when uh, Chernobyl blew up, they say that radiation was discovered on this side of the Earth you know, in America. Yeah, a long way, prevailing winds and all that. Yeah, pushed it. Along I mean, when you're way. dealing with radiation and radioactive shit, that do you think that they should not have ever done those experiments? Yes, yes absolutely. 
you, there is, a ton, and I think scientists even today say like, uh, yeah. But even if our guys didn't do it, what's to say the Russians? Oh, they did do their own yeah, versions, but that's, that's the whole problem. So should we not do well, the same thing? If the you had aliens did? looking at us from afar, going, "Oh, look at these idiots! They're both trying out these really dangerous things on yeah. each other." Well, maybe they would be like, uh, "We've got to go stop them," and they come down and like, no, us- they'd be like, "Let's figure. Let's wait till they uh, either die yeah. out because they're so stupid." That's actually a, a plot to a Star Trek episode where Star Trek... Uh, they, they, if it's not the original series. No, it's not the original series. But they go to a planet where on the planet they've used warp technology to create these weapons instead of a ship, right? So instead of... like imagine, Instead of exploring the, the you, galaxy, they're just killing each other. Yeah, and the potential to kill the entire sector of space. Oh, no. And uh, the whole episode is a very... Uh, nuclear Cold War. Uh, maybe it wasn't original. No, it couldn't have been <laughs> original. So. All right, finally, one of the number one uh, experiments that could have killed us all, the Cola Super Deep Borehole. The the hole to hell? Uh, I think that is... No, right. this is a nickname for your mom. <laughs> what is it again? The Cola Super Deep Borehole. <laughs> In 1970, the, the Soviet... Kulo? The Kulo? The Kulo Super Deep Borehole. Okay. In 1970, the Soviet Union decided to drill a hole as deep as possible into the Earth's crust in the Arctic Circle, uh, into the upper mantle. Multiple holes branching into a central hole were drilled, and in 1989, they finally reached 40,000 feet. Oh, you could awaken the old gods. (laughs) That's the... That's the first one that you brought up that really scares me. That's like, how uh, Cthulhu comes yeah, about. That's right. You don't want to jack around with that kind of stuff. Uh, okay, guess why they couldn't go any further? Uh, boy, either they hit something so solid they can't couldn't get through, or I don't know what what happened. The heat, just the heat at that level is about four hundred degrees Fahrenheit. At, at what's the level again? Forty thousand feet. 40,000 feet. Yeah. But that's still the crust, or is that... Mantle, yeah. They had already gotten down into the mantle? Wait, it goes crust, then mantle, yeah. So was it crust? No, that's mantle, upper mantle at that point, so it's past crust. Um, when they began, there was fear that this hole would release demons from the center of the earth. Okay, no, no scientist thought that was what was going to happen. You can't tell me that there was a, a scientist in the... Russian scientists who I don't know. thought that it was going to well, unleash okay. demons. Let me say, I, I was going to, there was a comma. <laughs> there, oh, okay. there was other All fears right, sure. here. All right. Uh, demons was one, but creating seismic, seismic disasters was also a big fear. They were like, oh, we're fracturing the earth kind of just how uh, tectonic plates get fractured and like, what could this do? But it was all unfounded. The whole uh, just revealed how little we actually know about our planet's geology. Speaking of fracturing, has anybody ever connected fracture drilling to earthquakes in places that you wouldn't expect earthquakes? I believe like so. Where I grew up at, I mean, have they positively linked those two things together? Because that seems like... Uh, the first thing that comes up is fracking and earthquakes in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, which has the many, most... Do, in, do you know how many earthquake oh, uh, wow. warnings I was aware of Here. growing up the first Wait, let me just answer of, your question. Yeah. In Oklahoma, which has the most induced earthquakes in the United States, 
2% of earthquakes can be linked to hydraulic fracturing operations. Given the high rate of seismic activity in Oklahoma, this means there are still many earthquakes induced by hydraulic fracking. All right. If your home got damaged by an earthquake, I wonder how hard it would be to make a claim against whoever was doing frack drilling. I think it's hard to directly point that frack drilling to this earthquake. caused my earthquake. Probably they get left holding the bag. Absolutely. Haven't you seen Aaron Brockovich? <laughs> the, the poor Actually, home. I'm going to be honest. I have never seen Aaron Brockovich. Really, it's all about that. About how like a, a major corporation leaves like this fa- this uh, community out to dry after a bunch of stuff they were polluting made people sick. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like if that were the case and a possibility, they would have pumped the brakes on that already. They haven't. I mean, the money being made. <laughs> Well, we got to get that. We're running out of oil. I mean, Dude, oil's not going to get more plentiful, you know. I mean, you look at it as like, oh, God, really, people are going to prioritize profits over people's houses. And the- Yes, yes, people uh, are going to. You don't think they do that? There should be a louder outcry then, I think. I feel like they have <laughs> uh, tons of rallies about this all the time. You hear protesters about fracking. But you then you hear did. the, you, I then did you hear the people. Years, 10 or 12 years ago. But then you hear the people that are like, oh, it's just. Well, the hippies, it's here, just the stupid here's hippies. Here's one thing. Do you remember there was a famous video where somebody uh, drew a glass of tap water out of their out of their faucet and then lit it on fire and yeah. it lit on fire? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's got to be a... That turned out... To be a hoax? No, not a hoax, but explainable. And it didn't mean the water was contaminated. Like, experts looked into it. But then again... Maybe they're lying. Like Just Flint, like, okay, Flint, Michigan's water supply. You don't think there should have been a, a louder outcry about that? Like that should have been fixed, I don't know, decades ago, maybe, before it got to the that, level of... That was very shameful situation, and I definitely think, I don't know if anybody went to prison for that, but the people who are whose job it is to make sure your water isn't poisoned, somebody should have had to answer for it. I think corporate malfeasance is a much more rampant problem than we probably are given like privy to, you know, the lobbyists, influencers, there's tons of ways to cover up malfeasance. What was in their water? Was it a lead? Lead. Lead contamination? All the the, the plumbing was lead. Wait, wait. In Flint? Yeah. Is that what caused all the bad water in Flint? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Just, they had lead, but don't, don't a lot of people have lead pipes? I think there might be more to it than than what you're saying. Look, yeah, look up Flint water crisis. Yeah. Wikipedia, I recommend. Uh, you know what? Google now has the AI attached to it, so you just Google something, and the AI will give you a description of whatever you're searching for. Really? Yeah, it's generating. Or right how now. do I know this is an accurate AI? I don't know. All right, what was the Flint water crisis? All uh, about? The Flint water crisis was a public health crisis that began in April 2014. The city of Flint switched their water supply from Lake Huron to the Flint River, which caused pipes to corrode and release uh, lead and uh, other contaminants see, into the water. I didn't. That's more detail than I ever knew about The that. water may have also uh, contained Legionella bacteria. Uh, so they switched and possibly nobody was aware that it was going to have this I think it did, reaction. I, well, no, it people did. knew and they, they covered it up? Yes. Was there a cover-up? Yes. Uh Birth outcomes were affected. Physical and mental health of adults. Major depression was seen 
uh, throughout multiple people. As if they weren't depressed enough being in Flint, Michigan. The disease killed 12 people and sickened at least 87. Well, they say it could have had an effect on uh, brain development in like very young people in Flint. It might have done like irreparable damage to to their brain. Yeah, I want to know if anybody was. I bet nobody was. yeah, did anybody go convicted. to prison because of the Flint water crisis? Oh, one person was convicted. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Connie, M- Corinne Miller. What did she do? Uh, One year of probation. No, no, but what did, what did they say she did? What was her crime? Okay, well, <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> was uh, she like a... Four government, uh, government officials, one from the city of Flint, two from the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality, and one from the Environmental Protection Agency resigned over the mishandling of the crisis. Uh, Governor Rick Snyder, eight other officials were charged. Wow. Two officials were charged with involuntary manslaughter. Fifteen criminal cases were filed, but only one minor conviction was obtained. I don't know what it was. What she? Here's the outcome, though. 6,000 to 12,000 children exposed to lead. Uh, public health state of emergency of 79 lawsuits, four resignations, four firings, five suspensions, 15 indicted, one found guilty, 12 fatalities, and one was, yeah, Corinne Miller got a year probation. Well, we kind of spun off from the original topic of experiments that people thought might end all life. Well, I guess this goes on to how uh, th- those those experiments, we know about them now, <laughs> 50 years later like, for a lot of them. It's like they don't tell you about a lot of these things while they're happening. And I feel like that uh, uh oh you you could add one to your list there are some people saying that ai is going to doom us all oh that could be the experiment <laughs> actually yeah right that's number six on the list there are plenty of people saying that there AI, could be all kinds of AI negative outcome is our doom <laughs> all right well that's a good note to end the after buzz on thank you for well, we, were, we were doomed oh for five i'm liking our streak we're on right now yeah i think did, we've got a good did chance get us i think we'll be all right as long as we you know, put a kill switch on there or something. All right. Thanks for listening to AfterBuzz. Check us out every Tuesdays and Thursdays. Talk to you later. You. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.